Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 15. It's Emotional Fitness Week. My goodness, I am so happy that you are here again. I've said it and I'll say it again. One of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself and the ones that you love around you is great mental health. I'm so happy that you are taking care of yourself. I'm so happy that you are invested. I'm so happy that you are engaged. And today, my goodness, in 16 years of practice, this is something that I teach people over and over and over again. And it's a way to increase their emotional elasticity and also a way for them to increase their emotional fitness and endurance. And I'm going to explain a little bit what those are as we go on and do this discussion. Because when people come to see me, man, I sometimes find that people are under so much pressure to be happy. It's as if happiness is the only emotion in the market, the only one that we should be feeling. Not only that, but somehow people function under the illusion that they have to be in perfect control of their emotions. Now, it's certainly true that we can influence what we feel, but to assume that we can just say, get over it, or can't you just be happy? is just plain ignorant. And honestly, I find that it's harmful to us because it doesn't communicate things as they are. Now, happiness, peace, and contentment are great. When I'm happy, things have a tendency to run smoothly. I'm more relaxed. I'm more approachable. I'm more hopeful. I'm more likely to experiment and try new things. I worry less. It's great. It's easy. I definitely prefer it. But I don't engage in the silly and erroneous notion that I have to be happy every moment. It's just not helpful to me. In fact, it's damaging. I think it promotes emotional immaturity. Emotional maturity is the ability to experience the full spectrum of emotions. I don't know if you've ever heard it described that way, but that's what emotional maturity is. And we're able to experience that full spectrum of emotions while retaining a worthwhile and purposeful direction. Now, most of us can handle happiness, but how many of us can handle the really challenging or what I would call the hardcore emotions of life, namely anger or sadness or grief or fear or disgust or shame or regret, loneliness to name a few? I'm happy till I'm not is one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to explain it, communicates an acceptance and a willingness to experience other emotions other than happiness. And I love to say it. I'm happy till I'm not. And then I'm happy again until I'm not again. It's funny that when I'm willing to experience the full spectrum of emotions, I feel happier more of the time. You get that? It's, it's almost a little bit of, a, it's not a conundrum, it's like an oxymoron. 
But when you're willing to experience more emotions, you're happier more of the time. And it's interesting that when I'm willing to look at those emotions, to be with them and examine what's in them for me, that I shift away from those hardcore emotions quicker and find myself at peace, content, and experiencing more joy more of the time. Imagine things like this. I maybe have shared this with you before, but maybe I haven't. Imagine a piano keyboard. It has 88 keys of limitless possibilities, right? Imagine that this piano keyboard is a representation of the possible emotions you can feel, ranging all the way from the high notes all the way down to the dark, full, rich tones of the lower tones, lower notes. Now, I can understand that some of us only want to play the high notes of life, and yet, is there not just beautiful depth that is added when both hands are played together? Is there not this awesome contrast that in a way makes the other notes of life more real and meaningful? I believe that if we are to be honest, is it not true that much of our growth has occurred as a result of experiencing the low notes of life? Surely, that is not the only way that we can learn. And yet, when I'm honest, man, I think of the powerful lessons in my life, and hopefully you can remember some of the ones in your life and see if you don't recognize how those low undertones surround that process of growth. All that I'm suggesting to you is a willingness to experience fear. It's a willingness to experience sadness, awkwardness, and discomfort. Oh my goodness, so much, so much in our lives. Awkwardness and discomfort keep us from so many things in our lives. Why do we have to be so fearful of those emotions? I want you to be willing to experience anger, sadness, discomfort, awkwardness, fear, among others. If you ever notice fear walking into the same room and taking your seat next to you, sit with it, look into it, and wonder what it's telling you. I'm reminded of a quote from one of my favorite movies back when I was a teenager. It was called Dune. It was kind of a weird sci-fi thriller movie. I actually even think that Sting, the singer, was in that movie. But the quote says, I must not fear, which I actually don't fully agree with. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. I love that quote, the idea that we can allow things to go over and through us. Perhaps your current relationship with your emotions is one of avoidance, wherein basically we avoid difficult emotions at all times. Perhaps it is one of shame or guilt where you feel ashamed that you're feeling sad or angry, or resentful. This is a really common one where individuals will come in to see me and maybe they're struggling with anxiety or maybe they're struggling with depression, but then they feel sad or they feel ashamed that they're feeling depressed. And of course, the outcome is they just feel more depressed. So you get how sometimes these things, that's why I'm trying to teach you how to become more emotionally mature, how to develop emotional endurance 
because I ultimately want to help you to feel happier and more at peace more of the time. Remember that the most of your emotions are manifestations of internal ideologies and philosophies. Do you, do you realize that? Do you realize that most of what you feel is a manifestation of what you believe? Become an observer and a student of your emotions. Receive them as you would a child. Teach it if you must. Increase its understanding. Soothe it as you would an alarmed child. And you will find, I promise you, that as you change your relationship to your emotions, they will begin to feel differently. The fact that you are no longer freaking out about freaking out will allow you to shift from those emotions in a much more desirable way for you. We fear fear. We panic about panic. We feel ashamed about shame. We feel depressed about being depressed. Resisting and hating our emotions will only contribute to their power over us. Accepting, listening to them will increase our ability to experience them while still maintaining our mindful and chosen direction. As you become a student, even a scientist of your emotions and thoughts, they will become less rigid and oppressive. And instead, your sense of contentment will grow. Your ability to experience joy and growth will ensue more naturally. And you will stop fighting yourself and instead begin learning from yourself. So when you're happy, awesome. When you're not, stay. Listen, learn, and be grateful. I know that that may sound like a stretch, and you're absolutely right. It is a stretch. It's a stretch away from a previously condemning philosophy which has held you hostage. So remember, don't worry and be happy until you are not happy. The key here is to let go of this erroneous concept that we have to control what we think and what we feel and that somehow we can do that. Influence is what we want and that's why I'm teaching you to develop this emotional IQ, this emotional understanding, so that when emotions come, you can allow them to come. You can listen for them. You can listen to what they have to tell you, but recognize that sometimes what you feel is not what is accurate. What you think is not what is accurate. Now, this makes it challenging. And this is what a lot of times the purpose in therapy is because I feel like people have been through so many situations or so much trauma that their emotions have become compromised, meaning what they're emotionally experiencing now is not really about what's happening here in front of me. It's about something that has happened in the past. So in fact, what is happening to me now, what I'm thinking and feeling now is really my trauma or my previous experiences speaking to me now and not a direct representation of what is happening to me here in the moment. That is why we want to be mindful. Mindful means aware, deliberate, right, and, and congruent with our highest ideals. Anyways, remember that thoughts are thoughts. I, my thoughts aren't me. You are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. In fact, I will say that a different way. You are not all of your thoughts. You are not all of your emotions. And so when you begin to change that relationship and you begin to consider your thoughts, 
And if they are inspiring, if they are motivating, if they are kind, if they are encouraging, if they are positive, then yes, listen to them, use them. But if they are detrimental, aggressive, obsessive, if they are condemning, judgmental, critical, doubting all the time, it's just old trauma and old insecurities slipping in. And we don't need to listen to those anymore. I'm giving you permission. Don't listen to anything that's happening inside your mind or your body that is continuously fear and paranoia driven. If it's helpful, if it's lovely, if it's loving, if it's forgiving, if it's gentle, if it's motivating, if it's encouraging, if it's courageous, yes. If not, then it's just it's just old fears. It's old fears, old limiting beliefs, right? Anyways, I hope you will just have the most tremendous week because I promise you, as you begin to change your relationship to your emotions, the way you feel your emotions will change and you'll be able to experience more peace, more contentment, and more happiness. I hope you have a fabulous week until you don't. And then I'm sure you'll have another fabulous week as well. See you soon.